Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Can you hear me? Everybody hear me? I can hear you. Sweet. Just back up a little bit. Back up. <clears throat> two for two. Those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We've been off. Uh, we were off last week, so the last time you saw us was episode 144, two weeks ago. Uh... If you want to watch us, we're here every live every single Thursday, well, almost live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer. You can watch the past broadcasts on YouTube, uh, 30 and Still Gaming. You can also listen to the audio version of the podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and all the other uh, audio formats. On today's show, uh, we're going to be talking about, um, well, Fallout 76. We're going to be talking about Telltale Games. We're going to be talking about... Um, Let's see. Uh, crossplay. I totally forgot about the crossplay. We're going to be talking about the Friday the 13th lawsuit. We're going to be talking about the Witcher uh, lawsuit. lawsuit. Uh, we're going to be talking about EA's uh, loot box. They released the 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 drop rate of the loot boxes. The, the good stuff. We're going to be talking yeah. about that. Yeah, we, well, I, listen, I, I knew what the drop rate was. I can pretty <laughs> much guess on that one. Um, we're also going to be talking about, uh, in general, because... Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is out, or I'm sorry, Odyssey is out, and Red Dead's mixed, coming out. Mixed bag, mixed bag. And they have large, giant maps. There's a lot of controversy going on with games with large areas like No Man's Sky and like Skyrim and Fallout and all these other big games that are coming out. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, other than that, uh, that's it. Uh, it's going to be a, a packed show. And, and look, there's no talk. About Destiny right now, we're not talking about Destiny. This is like this is the first. I think this is the first. Besides, are you, are you doing this to be nice to me? Just besides what I'm saying right now, Destiny will not be mentioned on this week's show. I so, appreciate that. So if you if you if you're here for Destiny, I'm sorry. This week we're fresh out. It makes you feel better. I'll, I'll bring it up for you so you can talk about. It. I know you're not gonna be able to go through the whole show without mentioning now, there's, it. There's really nothing nothing productive to talk about it. So, all right, I want to talk about. Let's start it off. I want to talk about. The actual, we'll talk about the map thing first, right? We'll get that out of the way because I think that's going to take map a little. Thing? Yeah, oh, the... you're, you're you're talking about whether or not big is too big. Yeah, right. So here's here's the here's the conversation, right? The conversation that that people are in the ballpark of or complaining about now is that they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed, right? So games like Fallout seventy six, uh, Red Dead two. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed, any of them, Origins, Odyssey, the maps keep getting bigger, right? And people are like, well, uh, it's beautiful, but they start playing the game, and then within like 10 hours, 15 hours, they lose interest because they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They're they're very confused, right? They're, and this is not everybody, right? This is just, there's a there's a group out there. It, it's, it's a very good percentage of people who like to go on the internet and bitch. Right. So... My question to you, Sarge, and to chat is how big 
is too big, right? How big is too big? Now, for $60, right, for $60, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a giant map, right? And I really like the way they're doing it. I've, I've been watching a lot of people playing it, right? And so there's there there's the fog of war, right? You don't know where you're going unless you actually go there and then explore what they've created and, and open up that part of the map, right? Um, Skyrim back in the day was like that, right? You didn't know where you were going until you opened it up. The only thing I didn't like about um, Skyrim, and I, I blame Skyrim. I don't know if they were the first game to do it, but it's one of the most iconic games that well, I can Morrowind, remember. Morrowind was pretty tremendous. Right, but did they put the marker everywhere? They did, right? Morrowind had the marker. Um, I, I can't say with 100% certainty, but that was the beginning of putting quest points. I don't right. think it was directly on the guy, but it was on the town. So my question is, right, so when you're playing games like that, like when I played Skyrim, I got much more enjoyment. I never streamed it, right? It was before I streamed. Um, but I would play that game, and I wouldn't use the marker. I would just explore find the characters. I mean, I spent hundreds of hours in that game wandering around aimlessly, but not aimlessly because I was hunting, talking with people, following things, seeing where an NPC would go. Like, I was enjoying the game for what the game was. You know what I mean? But if you play and just do the main missions, like, you take a quest, an X pops up, right? And then you walk from that point and you go over and you go up, I'm going, I'm going to the X and you get to the X and then you get the next quest and you go to the next X and you just keep going and you never really explore the game. You're kind of just a monkey and you're going from point A to point B, you know, A to P, B to C, C to D, uh, until you're done with the game, right? And, th and that's it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, you could do that, right? Um, or Red Dead Redemption, you could do that. First, I played Red Dead Redemption. I never never made the markers i just would just ride towards the letter right and they put that letter on there but i would do stuff in between right it was a choice uh where now i'm playing it through again i'm trying to get through the mission so i'm following the line the gps line right so what is what is too big is is no man's sky is that too big is is fallout too big is is far cry too big like why are people bitching because they want to spend less money on a game because they want more content? And then when they're given more content, okay, or more places to roam or do something, they complain about having too much to do because they feel overwhelmed. <clears throat> what do you feel okay. about this, Sarge? Okay, so this this is this is not this is not really a hard a hard topic, okay? Because this is this is how it goes. First of all, don't confuse large maps with content. The the issue was is that back during the Morrowind days. They were showing you the world that they could create and the, the detail they could put into a world with quests, interlocking, conversations with people, uh, decision, decisions mattering, people affecting factions. And so big in the scope of uh, you are a small pawn in a large world, but you affect the you affect the universe that you're in. As games got better and the graphics got better, there's no better way than to make the world bigger with better graphics to show you the world that they can create. Right. Okay. The difference is, is that people want the world to be filled with things regardless of the size of it. So if it was a mile wide, then you have like a hundred things to do. If it was 10 miles wide, then you should have a thousand things to do. But the problem was a lot of the games that were coming out were just tremendous maps and if you followed the story plot without doing anything else, you wouldn't really go to the entire map. 
Right. So they felt that there were a lot of these dead areas. People complained that there was these dead areas on these maps. So the only way you, the only way that you understood the rest of the map and the, of the game you played, and this happened to a lot of games over the years, is if you wandered. People don't like. <clears throat> I won't say everybody, but there's a good percentage of people that that want to be led by the hand. Right. They can't be bothered with going around and doing stuff, they want closure to whatever it is they're doing. I want closure to the quest. I want to find the best weapon. I want to gank as many people as I can. I want God mode as soon as possible. There, This is the greatest example of, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. That's the best example I can use for this because right. most people don't give a shit about the, con the, the, the detail of the onion, the layers of the onion. All they want to know is when's the end. Right. How right. fast? How fast how, can I get to the get to the end? Right. They they want they want the closure. They want the best gun. They want everything as fast as humanly possible. And then they bitch when you got there too quickly. Like, well, the game doesn't mean anything to me. Like the mentality of 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 the kids playing games now are not the same. The attention spans are not the same. Keeping them engaged in something that they're playing and make it worthwhile to them or meaningful for the game is much more difficult. Games that I used to play, okay, I had to make my own fucking map, right? right? You would travel someplace, you would go to a dungeon, or you would go to some area, and I had graph paper, and I had to map out the fucking dungeon myself. Actually map it out, okay? Or write down the people I met. Who's this guy? Oh, uh, Thanos is talking. I'll talk to Thanos. Uh, Jane's talking to me. Jane has something. I have to remember to go back to talk to Jane. And as I'm playing the game, I'm writing stuff down. And then I go back later and go, well, what would I have to do again? And I have my own notepad. Now, everybody wants the journal, the dot on the screen, the, uh, the, the, the efficiency bonuses to all their weapons. Everything has got to be in front of them. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be in the world, and I just want to keep moving around. I don't want to engage in anything else. I'm supposed to be in this game, and that's it. Okay? I don't understand that mentality. There's supposed to be a little bit more cognitive action going on when you're playing a game, not just mindless shooting, slashing, and blowing stuff up. Maybe you have to do a journey, a journey to one area, and you had to figure out how to trick somebody into doing something. Or maybe you had to go over here and had to steal something instead of killing them. But like the constant having to do, I got to have the end. I got to have the end. I got to have the end. Is, is, is putting pressure on developers, and so they think the bigger map is supposed to solve the problem. My complaint was, is when you made a world that big, okay, instead of making the world that big, not using the whole thing, and then when you came out with a DLC, now it's off the map someplace else, another world we can explore. Right. Why couldn't it be something that's in the game itself, another area to find? I was always under the impression where the map's really big, but I can't get everywhere yet. Like, a, I'll use the most basic game possible, like a Zelda or Metroid. Okay, you explore the map, but there are certain areas of the map you just can't get to, and it's up to you to figure out how to get in there, right? It's not DLC, it's just a challenge. There's a door here I can't open. It doesn't have a key. I don't know what to do yet. And every time you did something in the game, like defeat a boss or find a weapon, you, you, you subconsciously went back to that same door. I've done it many times in other games. I have gone back to the same door over and over again, hoping that what I did opened it up. Right. It, 
it makes you engage in something else besides the hack and slash. I enjoy stuff like that. I I I think that the 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 size of the maps, and this is not one of the uh, dick jokes, but the size of the map doesn't matter. It's it's what you put in the it's, map it's and the ways yeah. you do it yeah. to make the people engaged. Okay, I don't care about the DLC of another area to explore if I haven't 110% explored the world I'm in right now. I, I've always said that, like, I'll put in an example. Fortnite has very small maps, right? They're, they're big, but they're small. Like, when you go into the instance, the map is small. But everything on that map is interactive. Like, you can either destroy it, search it, use it, build on it. Everything about, and I'm talking about the PvE right? Even PvP, even in the Battle Royale, everything on that map is usable, right? Everything has a meaning, everything has a point, a purpose to use. Duplis is saying it in chat as well, right? Like, if you're going to make a map just to make a map big, just for the making a map big, that's dumb. It's boring. Right, it's boring. But if you put detail, right? Like, Odyssey looks like it has detail. Now, I don't know. I haven't played the game. I've watched people play, and they play different than I play, right? Like, if I see a bag on the ground or a trash can on the thing or something over there, I'll walk up to it to see if I can interact with it, right? If there's if different doors uh, to interact with. The people I'm watching don't do that. They just kind of, like, wander through the, the atmosphere and, and what's around. They're looking for the X. It looks it looks beautiful, right? It, it The game looks beautiful. Now, a game like Red Dead, okay... Even Red Dead 1 did this where there's armors you can search and desks you can search and things you can interact with and there's animals on the ground you can shoot and kill and there's plants to pick up and make medicine with. There's there's points of the game where you only go to that one part of that section of the map once, but it's for it's a mission to find a bear or get a get go to that one fort or go to that they they make the map big, okay? But they use every aspect of it. And now Red Dead 2 there's everything's able to do it like you can see the mountain in the distance you go to the mountain if you need to go hunting you go up there if you need to do a mission up there you go up there everything is usable all the npcs are able to talk to and they might give you quests and might give you things to do i think games like this are fantastic unless you're a person that needs your hand held because if you need your hand held you're gonna be like well i don't know what i'm doing i'm this is bo this is bullshit this game's boring right boring that's what it's gonna say it's massive it's got this is 256 kilometers, is that, that's like 100 miles, 150 miles, isn't it? Something like that? It's it's 1.5 kilometers for a, a mile. Yeah, so it's like 156 miles, right? In game of Assassin's Creed. That's crazy. Most games, I think, I think Sea of Thieves is like 18 miles square, I think. Something like that. So, there's, as long as the map, personally, for me, if the map is big to be big, it's stupid. But if it's big... Because the game is making it like Fallout, like Fallout 76. You can go to any place and search to get stuff, right? In Fallout 4, you can go all over the map. You can kill things. You can search things. You can go explore things. I love, I love that. Euro Truck Simulator, right, Fox? Like, the map is big. It's gigantic, right? The Euro Truck Simulator. But every point is being used, right? Like, you're driving on the roads. Yeah, there's stuff that you can't get to and stuff. Right, but there's expansions that they added on and added on and added on and made it bigger and made it bigger. I like games like this, right? Because to me, even if you don't like an Assassin's Creed game, but you're looking to spend sixty dollars on a game, you might look at this and go, "Well, fuck, it's 156 miles 
of game I can explore. Like, if you only bought one game a year, this might be the game for you, right? If Red Dead comes out, it's the same thing. It's like 50 miles of, of, of country. For 60 bucks, you can't go wrong with a game like this. Now, there's the other hand. Far Cry 5, you can go through, or Just Cause, where these giant maps, they look beautiful, but they're empty. They're empty. They're, there's nothing to do. So it's like a hollow game, right? So that might not be worth it. Um, I, I think it's funny, though, that people, they, they want their handheld or they want to do anything. You were saying an example earlier before the show. You said there was a guy that was playing a game, right? Oh, oh okay, okay. So that, that, that's, good. that's a good point. Okay, so I'm not sure who what the age group is we're playing, but there's a game called Star Control. Okay, Star Control was a sci-fi uh, uh, player versus player game when it first came out. Then the, the developers turned it into a long play adventure with Star Control 2. Okay, so Star Control Origins just came out. I watched somebody do a, a, a Let's Play. I've been watching Let's Play now for the last two weeks. Okay, and the guy says as he's playing the game, he goes, he goes I really like the game. It's interesting, and I like the, the dialogue between the aliens. And he goes, but this whole thing about harvesting resources, he goes, when I go to a planet and I harvest the resources— it doesn't say it doesn't say if I cleared it of all the resources. It doesn't say if I got everything or not. And because sometimes you go to a planet and you can't go down because you're not strong enough to get on the planet. Your ship gets blown up. And so you're supposed to write down just write I I haven't got everything of it. He's like, I'm not picking up a pencil. There has to be something on the there has to be something on the screen that says, You didn't clear this planet. Make sure you go back to that. Like nobody wants to touch nothing. You don't want to do anything else. You just want the game. That's all you want. You know, it's all you care about. You don't care about anything else. I find that disturbing on a level where you don't want to do anything else but hold the controller in your hand. God forbid you should do anything else. God. Remember when we played Zelda? We would map it out on graph paper, like where we were going and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, We had to write shit down. Yeah. I I don't understand what the rush is to finish something as soon as you get it because – you think there's like a cookie at the end or whatever whatever prize you think it is at the end for for winning it as opposed to actually just enjoying the game. There's a reason why people are still playing Skyrim, that are still playing Fallout 3, that are still playing Oblivion, there's, that are still playing like any open world game where you can actually explore and find some new shit to do. There's reasons why they're doing it because – they're discovering stuff. They're keeping them busy. It's it's fun to just mess around with the world. Right. It's not that follow the X, you win. Follow the X, you got this guy. Follow the X. There, like, I, I, I hate the X. Here, here's the thing. It. I don't know what people are asking for as far as – if you ever has anyone ever played Monopoly on the iPad? Has anyone ever on the tablet? Well, I, stopped, I stopped playing Monopoly years ago. Well, no, I'm just saying like in Monopoly, the board game, right? You roll the dice. You, you physically pick up the dice. You roll the dice. You physically move your piece around. You physically pick you up the, the person next to you. The, the, you work out a deal. You, you physically pick up the the cash and the cards, and you trade, and you're moving, and you're doing stuff, and you're doing all this stuff, right? In Monopoly, the game on the iPad, all you do is this: you tap roll. once, it rolls the dice for you, it moves, moves the you. piece for you, it, it pays, it, it flips the card over for you, it pays for you, it does everything for you. All you're doing is this: you've literally become a tool right figuratively and literally you're just a tool you just sit there and you're, and you're tapping the, the game the game is waiting for you to press the button so it can get on with stuff right it's right it's just constant let's go let's go let's go right it, it it doesn't let you do the math right you can't look at the card and go oh it, it just automatically pays it automatically gives you the change it automatically does everything for you you do literally nothing but push your button on the thing to to roll the dice which technically you don't have to do either right you could probably auto roll the dice if you really wanted to 
it's dumb. It's dumb. I personally, and that's a mobile game, right? That's a board game. I personally don't want to pay $60 for a game, okay, to get in and be told how fast to go through the game and be done with it, right? Like, I don't understand this mentality. For streamers, I understand they're due for a business, right? Like, if they're playing a game, they want to know how long the main story is because they got to plan out, like, for the next five days or so, I'm doing this, right? But if you're a person that just buys, let's say, four games a year, okay, and you're picking a game like Borderlands, or you're picking Red Dead, or you're picking Grand Theft Auto, or you're picking these open world games, right? You either like these games or you don't, right? You can't, you don't buy an open world game and go, this is too, this is just too overwhelming. It's just too open. I'm, it's too open. There's too much to do. I'm out, right? For sixty bucks, and then get a game for sixty dollars, and then finish it in eight hours, and then bitch about finish a game in eight hours and there wasn't a, there wasn't that much to do because there was an X you're just running through everything as fast as possible and then you get there. I don't know understand that mentality about finishing everything. There's no trophy case behind me saying, well here's here's Mike and uh he's finished uh four hundred and fifty games uh record time. He's done this and and like I'd like to take my time. I like to take my time to play through the game and enjoy what the developers have made. Just like can you imagine watching a movie and fast forwarding it? like double speed, right? Because you just don't you just don't feel like watching the the full two-hour movie. You want to actually like cut it down to like, you know, maybe 45 minutes, right? Just get the rough parts of the of, of the movie and then go, you know what, that movie sucked, right? Because it wasn't long enough or it was too long. It's like, I don't understand the mentality of that. Um, I personally hope that the developers and stuff don't listen to the people that are like, this is too overwhelming and stuff, right? So the big complaint about or uh, Odyssey is that the game you can play for 10 to 15 hours and it's still opening up stuff to discover of like mechanics. Okay. And people are complaining about this because it takes 15 hours to get to the beginning of the game, basically. Right. Where other games are done in eight hours. They're done in half the time that this game opens up at. Right, the beginning of the game he, starts at ten to fifteen like hours. He, he mentioned it like to almost like a tutorial. It's a ten to fifteen like, hour tutorial, basically, because the Assassin's Creed like Origin or Odyssey pops up like ten hours into the game, right? Like if you do everything as fast as possible, it's like ten hours. If you do it normal time, it's like fifteen, and then the hmm. game kind of like opens up, and they're like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't play a game for fifteen hours to just start it. And I'm and right. I, I look at that and I go, why not? That's that sounds. That sounds awesome to me, right? Like you're playing the game, and then the story starts at 15 hours, right? It's almost like a, it's almost like a prologue, like you've been playing a prologue right, the whole time, right? I don't know. It, it, to me, it, it takes a certain type of um, person to hate something like that. Like I, it, it just seems like if you think it's too overwhelming, that's probably not for you, right? Like if you like short stories, you're not going to read a fucking novel, right? You're not going to read like Lord of the Rings. You're not going to read all all Star Wars books. You know, you know what I mean? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense but, to me. But, but, but there are people like that. They, no, they I know. like specific games. Correct. What, what I think, what I think happens now is, is that whoever wants to yell the most is hurt. Just, them. just gets on and just starts yelling until just, they hurt. Like, oh, right. Hear so, me out. This game is too long to Twitter right? that out. So, right. So I'm going to, I'm going to tweet this out and everybody who agrees with me is going to retweet. And then it makes it look like there's this huge thing going on. Right. When really it's just one asshole who doesn't like a game. I, I get it. Right. I I'm more along the lines where if if only like eight percent of sales are made because no one likes the game, then that's saying something. 
but I know there's a game for everybody. There are certain games right. for you certain you people. Don't, right. You don't have That's to buy every single game. Is. Right. You don't have to buy every single game. Just because a game is popular doesn't mean it's for you. Right? I got Witcher 3. I played three hours of it. I I want to play it. It's my type of game. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to put into it because the game is too large. Because I'm a streamer. Now, if I wasn't streaming, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Let me just turn it on. I actually might start playing it on the weekends just to you know, get through it because I want to, I want to play the game. I, I feel like I'm missing something uh, on the Witcher, right? Which is a great segue because now we're going to talk about the Witcher three debacle that's going on, right? So if you guys don't know Witcher three or Witcher author. Oh, hold on a second. This is not coming up, but there it is. Witcher's author. I'm going to butcher this guy's name so hard. Okay. It's Andre, Andre's, Sapkowski. Sapkowski demands more than $16 million in royalties. Um, so here's the gist of, the, of, of what this guy is. He's the author of The Witcher. He's, he's, from Pol- he's a Polish author, right? And The Witcher is a book series back in the day. Started in, uh, I think, 2007 or, or a little bit before that. Okay. And then CD Projekt read. Oh, I'm sorry. He first published it in 1986. It says right there in the article. Okay, so The Witcher was created in 1986. It's a book series that CD Projekt Red found and then said, we would love to make this into a video game. So they approached Sapowski, okay, and said, hey, we'd like to license uh, the thing to make the first game of Witcher. So whatever the, the contract is, whatever they did back in the day, and when Witcher first came out, they created the game, and they made it. Right? And it was the first game in the series, and it was called The Witcher, which was published in 2007. The game was a success and catapulted the main characters in the story, okay, of Geralt and uh, Rivia, okay, into fantasy lore, okay? Now, here's my issue with this. This guy is asking for royalties from The Witcher all the way back from 2007, okay? Now, he signed and licensed his thing for the royalties for back the first game. for the first game. They've made two other games. They're making another game. They're now another doing TV a Netflix series. TV series, uh, which is coming out. Now, I don't know if he has anything to do with that. I tried to look it up on IMDb. It doesn't list his name there. So I don't know who owns it or what. Now, Skapowski uh, is tr- suing or trying to get $16 million from CD Projekt Red in back royalties for his for his game, okay, for his vision of his characters and, and the of, of what he's owed. Now, I I stand on this side, okay? I work in the film industry. I, I wrote scripts. I've written, I've made board games and stuff. If someone approaches me and I've written a script, the script has been sitting, let's say I made it like 10 years ago. It's just been sitting on my bookshelf. Nobody wants it. I've submitted it to a bunch of people. No one ever wanted it. 10 years later, someone comes across it and says, hey, love your script, love your book. I would love to make it into a video game. Can we license it from you? Sure. All right, what's the price? Well, I would name the set price and say, I would also like royalties forever, blah, blah, blah. And it would be inside the contract. And then it would have to state, at least here in America, okay, it would have to state that anything going forward, so this game and anything forward, I would have royalties for, signed ahead of time. We all learned this lesson back in the day when Lucas made Star Wars, okay, and made the figures and everything. And Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill didn't get any royalties from any of that, okay, for the likeness and, 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 and looks. 
which they renegotiated for the later movies and then got royalties for that stuff, okay? So if you have an idea, okay, and let's say I say a million dollars, you can take my script. I've taken my money. I've taken my money, and that's it. They take that script. Now they work it. They make a movie. They make a, They make the video game. They work on it for five years. It comes out. They release it. It's a success. It makes like $100 million. I only made a million dollars, okay? But that script was sitting on my shelf doing absolutely nothing. Zero. I was making zero off of it. I made a million dollars off of it. Here we are 11 years later. Okay, 11 years after the licensing of The Witcher was given to CD Projekt Red. And now he's asking for $16 million in royalties. What was he doing for 11 years that he decided to go, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I want to do this, right? And on top of this, CD Projekt Red wants to buy the IP straight up from this dude. Okay, now he's asking for $16 million in royalties and he wants money on top of that, okay, for the IP. Brother, I'm telling you, if you take that $16 million and just thank you, have a nice day. Because otherwise, they could be like, you know what? We're done. We're not We're not making Witcher anymore. You get absolutely nothing, okay? And then it's done. And we lose we lose as, as fans, right? Because the books would be nothing if it wasn't for the game. The game, the game made the books more popular. More people started buying the books. It, it made the books renowned around the world instead of just in Poland, right? Because he's a Polish author. It was only in Poland that he was selling these books. And now it's a household name. If you're a video game guy or a comic book person, you know the name Witcher. You know Joel, all right? You know the name. And it was because of CD Projekt Red. It wasn't because of the Polish author. So where do you, what do you think, Sarge? Where do you, where do you stand on this? If Is he right? Do you think he's got a leg to stand on? What, what do you think? Well, I, I think the if, if we're talking about in American terms, he doesn't have a leg to stand on because he would have to renegotiate a contract. But I think what the, the trick in this is, is that he's using some kind of law from Poland. And the law from Poland states that if, if said IP or uh, license from an author, uh, I'm trying to get the words correctly, if royalties or payment is 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 like three or four times the amount that yeah. has already been made. It says it's some kind of it's some kind of loophole where it says the latter condition is considered fulfilled if compensation remitted to the author is too low by the factor of at least two. Right. So if if all the money that they made up to this point the percentage to him isn't isn't there, then he's allowed to, I guess, sue or take option or or whatever. It's a Polish law. I don't know about Polish law. I, I get I get what he's saying. Okay. But you are correct by saying where were you for eleven years? Would you want to jump on the boat a little earlier? Or right. now that you, now that you realize that the IP is gonna make a billion dollars because right. between the games and, and now, the T V series, now you wanna put your face in the pot. I'm gonna look I'm gonna look up on IMDB real fast to see if he's uh included into that because I don't I, think he is. I don't know who owns the rights and uh, I don't know. I, I can't really talk is, about this is, this is the trick with this kind of thing, and you mentioned it already. Uh, a lot of people come up with a lot of ideas. They make screenplays. They come up with stories or books, and they put them on a shelf. They, they submit them. They put them on a shelf. It happens all the time. And nobody, and nobody talks about them. Then you have another group of people who happens to read through their, read through their work, like it, and approach them for payment and say, we, we want to do this with this. This is how we want to do it. Now, you have to remember, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. So – 
I either mm -hmm. offer you the money up front or they now th this was the option. According to the article, this was the option. They offered him royalties. They offered him royalties at the very beginning for, for his IP or one lump sum. Right. He decided to take the, the one lump sum. The lump sum. Yeah. Okay. So he got paid, okay, for his original work for the for using his likeness as the stories of the Witcher. Now, CD Project Red elaborated on it and made the sequels, okay, and just kept piling on the cash because everyone started really like getting into the Witcher, and then he couldn't do anything about it because he took his lump sum. So I think what he's trying to do now is use the use the his country's uh, legal loophole in order to get money from royalties for, for movies and games or shows and games that he's not currently entitled to. Right. So I'm looking it up right now. So he is one of the writers for the actual Netflix. He's not a producer. He's not credited with any of that. He's credited as a writer, right, for eight episodes. Now, he is credited in the original Witcher, but Witcher 3, he's not credited. He's, he's, a, he's part of the writing credits, but he's uncredited, okay? So there's lead writers. There's other people that have taken his work and have made it into their own, right? Which basically have taken The Witcher and then expanded on the universe. Elaborated. Right, elaborated. Sort of like they do with Star Wars, right? With, with, with all those books that they did before Disney bought it, which is canon. So they paid they paid this dude. They paid this dude out outright, and now he's like 11 years later going, hey, you know what? Who knows? Maybe he's out of money. Maybe he's like, you know what? I could have, I could have gotten a lot more out of this. Maybe see what I can do. Uh, I'll ask for sixteen million. They'll settle. I'll, I'll make a couple, couple mil off of this anyway. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you, this, this tarnishes him, especially going forward, right? Because if they find that he's difficult to work with, they'll just clean their hands with him. And be like, well, sorry, we made Witcher the Netflix series, even though it was a success. We're only gonna make one season. Thanks, thanks for playing ball. And just like Brain said in 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 chat earlier, he said, "Yeah, they'll they'll cancel the thing and doesn't make a game called The Warlock, which will show up with a similar face and a different story." You know what I mean? That's all they have to do. It's it's a little weird that that he's coming out eleven years later. That's that's my biggest thing with this, right? He might have had a leg to stand on if it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and he's like, "Hey." I want my royalties, and I want to renegotiate my my contract. You guys paid a lump sum. I didn't know you were going further with the, a sequel and two sequels and, and whatever else. This is just burned. I mean, lesson learned, right? If he comes up with another book and then tries to sell it, he'll know ahead of time going in. This is this is called a life lesson, okay? This is a life lesson that he got paid for, right? Other life lessons, sometimes you don't get paid for. You get your ass kicked, okay? And you, and you learn a life lesson. You don't do it again. So going forward, I think if he's if he's creating another book of some sort, I don't even know if he if he is. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna click on his name and see what he's upcoming if he's doing anything. His um, upcoming is suing CD Projekt Red. That's his next uh, his yeah, next movie. Yeah. So he's uncredited in Witcher three. He's uncredited in Witcher two. Um, he's credited in Witcher. Other than that, he doesn't really have. He's got a TV miniseries since 2002. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything besides The Witcher being uncredited in the video games. And now uh, he's in with the TV series as, as far as a writing. He's got no producer credits, no producer credits. So I can't imagine. I don't know what I don't know what he did with the licensing of it as far as going forward with Netflix. If he's the if he's the author and he's creator of it, but yet he's not part of a producer credit. 
he basically screwed himself somewhere with the contract, right? So, like I said, life lesson, lesson learned. Um, so I, I personally think that he'll make money off of this. He's not getting his $16 million, and he's better off um, taking that $16 million and instead of suing them for it, saying, hey, this is what it's going to cost you to buy the IP from me, right? You know what I mean? Take your money and then have a nice day. $16 million for your, for your book that sat on your shelf and only sold in Poland for, for whatever years and was never really super popular except in Poland. Um, I would take that as a win, right? So what do you guys think in chat? Do you guys think he, he, he has a leg to stand on or do you think <clears throat> that well, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's using Polish law so he can't really argue it? Right, we, I know. That's... know. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. I mean, I feel bad for a lot of people. This happens to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. You know, you really got to cover your ass, especially when you're using uh, uh, right. personal properties and ideas and stories. And Hollywood will know. chew you up, man. And video games is just like another Hollywood. They'll take your IP. They'll take your idea. They'll use it. And if it works out for them, they're going to ride it till they till they're blue in the face. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's well, that's EA. Yeah, that's any any company, any company well, that well, has a hit. Well, EA is the best at it. I mean, look at Rockstar, right? They made Grand Theft Auto, they made three, then they made four, then they made five, then they're gonna make six. Then they, they made other stuff too. They no, I understand the... that, but when you have a when you have a hit on your hands, you're gonna ride that thing till it's dead, till it's a dead horse, right? And Grand Theft Auto doesn't have any any time slowing down, and Red Dead's just gonna be another one that they're gonna have years and years going down the road. Um, Fox says, uh, U.S. law, he's screwed. No idea about the international courts. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. We'll stay close to that now. From one lawsuit to the next, okay? So there's a lawsuit going on uh, Friday the 13th, the lawsuit there. Um, we talked about this. Well, this, this, is, this is already this is settled out of court finally. This yeah. is <clears throat> so, basically, basically the game is dead. I can tell you that. So do you know more about this, like, in detail? Like, what, what all went on? Because it's Miller, a very complicated, it's a very complicated. Miller, well, it's, not, it's, another, it's another IP thing. Miller won the case that they're using his his idea his ip his his jason's the same kind of thing right except that it's u.s law and so they the courts side with miller because it's his his creation his stuff the other guys are making a game about it and with with that kind of decision there i don't think there's a unless unless the guys want to like work with miller and say you know we want to pay you and we want to keep going along with this i think the game's going to die right here i don't think he's going to do anything else for it I just I hate to see stuff like this because this is almost exactly the same thing, right? Nobody gave a shit about Jason. Nobody gives a shit. The movie sucks. Sat there around right. for so long. Right. Right. Somebody else decides to come up and make a cool ass game. It's a survival game. We put Jason in there. People who remember the movies get to play Jason. It's going to be fucking amazing. People will start remembering about Jason, right? So why not just make the game, pay the guy, and let's keep let's keep the ball rolling instead. He wants to shut it down. I don't want nothing to do with it anymore, and you can't take my shit. And they're like, we're, we have a game. What, what are you talking about? And then the court said, no, we have to side with the guy. We're siding with Miller. Miller created it. I said, that's the end. Yes, Duplis, it's a buggy mess, but it, we're talking about the similarities between this and the story we just talked about. It's like, this is, this is done in America, right? You can't just go and start making games with other people's ideas for an eternity without consulting with them or trying to bring them in the loop or whatever else. And it's sad because now we're going to lose. It, it, it was kind of cool game. Listen, it, 
I thought it was I thought it was a good game. It was buggy as hell. There's a lot of games out there. Okay, I'm not sure if you looked at Steam recently, but there's a lot of fucking games. Half of them suck. Some are kind of gems. Some are gems for certain people, and some are like cult classics that you kind of just fucking play every once. Like I was looking forward to this Halloween playing Friday the Thirteenth just for like a couple weeks, you know, just for just for the fun of it because it's Halloween, right? But I think I don't think that I'm not sure what they're gonna do. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna proceed any further with patches or anything. I think pretty much this game is done. I I don't understand. <clears throat> Here's another thing, right? All this time it's been sitting around. He's done nothing with it. These guys come along and they make the game, and then he comes out and says, "Well, you can't make this game." It's like, why didn't you speak up ahead of time before all this went down? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think a guy like him is actually paying attention. What what? No, no, crazy- no. Or trying to make a video game yeah, about but, his about his stuff. Well, you should. If it's your IP and you own the rights to it, the copyrights to it, okay. You you should be paying attention to to the stuff to know, right? Mus- musicians, if their music gets played on a radio station and they're not receiving a check from it, they have someone that checks that shit out so they get paid, right? It, it should be the same way, right? No one's gonna. No one's holding your hand, right? It's your business. It's your thing. You need to you need to do your due diligence if you want to get paid. I understand the court system's all messed up. Like these guys went out. I always wonder when when stuff like this happens. I'm like, how did they get the IP to this? Like, I always want to know. Like when Netflix recreates Voltron or Speed Racer or any of these things. I'm like, did they actually talk and get the actual rights to this, or are they just doing it and see what happens? You know what I mean? Like, well, what you're going to see is uh, – I'm sorry for the interruption. What you're going to see is the American law states that it's 50 years. So if we're getting close to 50 years for some of these old things like Speed Racer and stuff – Yeah, that's if the, they don't. The, you could the, read the, – the, the, uh, the licensing or whatever else could run out, and that's why you see a bunch of people scrambling doing these these shows, movies, and cartoons because it's run out. Like right. it was done It was done back in like the, the 60s. So, right? so, so we're getting close to like the 50 year mark. So at that point, that's why. So it says here in quotes, uh, horror versus Miller. Okay. Horror Inc versus Miller is here to take on the case. First, a little background, a copyright act allows authors to terminate grants of their copyright in- interest 35 years after the transfer. Victor Miller, who wrote the original Friday, the 13th movie set a notice of termination to the current owners of the Friday, the 13th copyright in July of 2016, which went into effect July of 2018. Horror Inc., owned by Sean Cunningham and produced a producer of Friday the 13th, then sued Victor. Horror, Horror's argument was, although the Copyright Act allows him the termination right, there is an exception. If the screenplay has a written as a work made for hire, Horror claimed that Victor wrote the screenplay as a work for hire. Okay, To qualify as a work for hire, the Copyright Act says that one or two conditions must exist. One... There's a writing signed by parties stating, okay, that the screenplay was written as a work for hire, or two, the author was an employee of the contracting party. The party agrees that there is no writing to meet the first condition, so Horror was arguing for Victor was was Sean's employee when he wrote the script in 1989's case. Okay, the Supreme Court gave the list to 13 factors to determine whether the hire party was employed an independent contractor. These factors include one. The right to control the manner of the creation. Two, the skill required. Three, whether the employee benefits were given. And four, the tax treatment of the hire party. Five, whether the hiring party can assign additional projects. Okay, the court analyzed the 13 factors and determined that the 
squarely landed on the determination that the victor was not an employee, therefore victor had every right to terminate the rights. Horror tried to argue that and even 13 factors went to Victor's favor because Victor was a WGA member, which is a Writer Guild Association member, uh, and only employees can belong to the labor union. That uh, that Victor must be an employee for copyright purposes. Okay, so this guy just decided that he didn't like where the company Horror Inc. was going with the Jason, right? They, they took parts of it. He has the rights to be like, look, that's not how I want my character to be portrayed. You know, uh, uh, I, I don't want him to be portrayed exactly like he was on the screen. Right. So he had a yeah. problem with it. They hired him. They try to get a workaround. Uh, but because he was part of the union, he is independent contractor. And he's part of the union, right? He's not part of an employee. Um, he's, he's, he's contracted, but he's part of the union. So in the, all of this, Okay, the video game gets hit because they asked for the rights for Horror Inc. And they had the rights. But because the actual guy who created Friday the 13th has a problem with this, the video game loses its rights because the people they asked for lost their rights to Friday the 13th. Hence why in the game you didn't have the original Jason. Okay, you only had the Jasons that they had when Horror Inc. took over, right? That's the, that's one of the reasons you didn't see some of the original Jasons or certain movies weren't in the actual Friday the 13th game. It's sad to say that this game, even though with the bugs and the stuff that was in the game... still fun. I liked it. I thought it was a fun game. Did I play it every day? No, but I did play it for about three weeks when it came out. I have about 40 to 50 hours into the game. I thought it was a pretty good game. Yes, it was buggy. Yes, it was fun. We had laughs. Uh, about it so it's sad to see that this goes now hopefully the makers of the friday the 13th game can reach out to victor and say look huge fans of the friday the 13th series obviously okay this is why obviously. we this is why we created it we would love if you would give us permission right or rights to use in the video game to make dlcs now it probably won't happen it probably won't happen but I don't know why Victor would look at this and go, no, I don't think so. Unless he's just an asshole and, and, and wants to stick it to him, right? If, if he has any soul and he's a real horror fan and he really loves the character of that he created back in 19, was it 86, 82? Well, farther back, yeah. Is, uh, I believe it was 82, whatever it was. The first Jace, the first Jace I think, was uh, early 80s, yeah. It's 35 years old, right? So... Um, I would think that he would be somewhat inclined to be like, you know what? I like what you guys are doing. I would like to work with you. I'll give you, I'll give you permission to continue on with it. That's the best case scenario that could happen. Now for these developers, I think they're done. They're done. One, because of the buggy mess that it was. Two, because of this lawsuit pretty much did a kibosh on it. Cause why would they fix anything if they, they're losing the rights to it? Right. Right. So they don't want someone else to make money off of their stuff that they've worked hard for. So I think it's done. I think it's done. I think the servers are going to go offline within the like, next six months, six to maybe a year. They'll be done. Not even. It won't so, be that long. That's, that's what it is uh, for Friday the 13th. Where are we in time? We're 47. Okay, so we have about an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, going from that, right? This is like we have some, some terrible news and lawsuits, right? So we'll go from one lawsuit to the next lawsuit. 
to the final lawsuit that we have on here. So We're busy. It's just what happens when we take a week off. Yeah. So the two weeks that we've had off, okay, the two weeks that we've had off, oh, this is Telltale Games. It, this is sad. Yeah, the Telltale Games, that if you guys don't know, hold on one second here. I'm trying to bring it up. Within the two-week span, Telltale Games shut down, or didn't shut down, fired 200, 200 225 members of Telltale Games. Okay? And that I believe that was on September 21st is when the news broke. Okay? So, news releases that Telltale Games is, is closing shop. They're getting rid of 225 employees. Four days later, Telltale gets hit with a class action lawsuit on September 25th for breaking labor laws. Okay? Uh, the guys worked long hours. They didn't get severance packages. They were, had a half hour to get out of the building. They showed up to work that day to work, and they, they had a half hour to get their stuff together and then escorted off the property. No place to go, nothing to work. Gone. Okay? They left a small crew there, I believe of 75 to 50 employees, okay, to finish up the work that they still had going, okay? Telltale kind of expanded way too quickly, right? Over the last, uh, what was it, like five years? They they exponentially, they, they had a hit on their hands with uh, the, the Walking Dead, okay? And then they just blew up and expanded way too quickly. So one of the problems is they don't even have severance packages for their employees, which is shitty, okay? Now, as an outsider, you're going, well, tough luck. You know what I mean? But as a, as a person that if you had a job and then one day you showed up and then you were told you were there for like five years and you you had a half hour to get your shit together and get out of the out of the house, right? Like get out of the get out of the building, you're done. And you're like, what? A, I gotta pay. They live in San Francisco. That that it's very high rent, okay, to live there. Okay, so these all these employees, I feel terrible for. So they lost they lost their jobs. Now all the developers were like, okay, well, great. I guess the people that bought the season pass are not going to get fulfilled. So then all of a sudden, here's how selfish we are as people. We're like, well, I paid for the season pass. I'm not going to get anything from it. And I, I look at it and go, well, if you bought stock in a company and then the company went bankrupt, you lose your stock. It's it's a gamble. Right? It's a gamble. Now, I understand totally that video game buying shouldn't be a gamble. You should purchase the thing and be done with it. Hence why I always tell you, don't pre-order and don't buy early, okay? Because there's nothing to stop them from going on an early access game. They have all your money and then run with it and be gone. It's like Kickstarter, right? You, you give your money and then they can be like, oh, thanks for your money and never deliver on the, on the, on the package. So episode, I think two dropped or episode three dropped. I, I'm, I'm, I don't remember if it's two or three or three. They had three or four uh, episode three and four in development. Now they kept a small group to only work on the Minecraft story for Netflix. Okay, to finish up that project for Netflix because they are under control, you know, contract, and they have to finish that right. Otherwise, I don't know what would happen. I guess they would get sued, and how are you gonna get money from someone that doesn't have any money? But anyway. So they have a small crew. Here we are today, or two or two days ago. They now released the remaining employees of the of the company. So now everyone's out of business. Okay, 
this is just a shit a shit show okay this was on the writing on the wall was about off a year ago i think jason schreier actually wrote an article on it about a year ago stating that how they were in trouble it kind of got swept underneath the rug and then here we are a year later 250 employees are are gone companies scraped up and and, and done right just another Another game off to the just side. A, just, right, just a development company. Gone. They, they had Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in development. They had Wolf Among Us 2 in development. They had to finish The Walking Dead. Uh, I believe they had, um, I forget another title. Oh, uh, Stranger Things. They were working on Stranger Things. So they had all these IPs that they were working on. And now it's just gone. It's just gone. So here's what I did. On day one, when I saw this happen and broke, on Twitter, I said, hey, Microsoft, you might want to look into buying this company okay because then you could take the ips and everything they have and then make telltale games unique first party title for microsoft slash you know uh play anywhere so it'd be on the computer pc end and it would also be on xbox it would be on playstation it wouldn't be anywhere else okay now i know a lot has to go into that but here's what i think they should do okay the company is void and nil they're done they're done. Telltale is is gone. Okay, but all the employees that were there are available. Available, right? They're available, right? And Microsoft said that they're looking for companies for under three hundred employees and below to make to buy up into you know another company that they were this using. Sounds, this is like a perfect match. So if the company's dead. Right, they lose all the the contracts and stuff with the IPs that they were doing. So now Microsoft could technically pick up all these people, okay? Can pick up all these people and then bring them into Microsoft, put it underneath a different name, Microsoft Games or whatever. They can make a new studio or put them in a new story studio. Story time games, right? Story story time games, whatever it is. Okay, take all these employees and then recreate all the stuff. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. They this, have to work done already. Right. This company can't do anything about it because they're broke and done and they've, they're they gone. They've, they've dissolved. They're completely gone. Microsoft can go up to the IPs of Stranger Things and Guardians of the Galaxies of, of, of Marvel and then Walking Dead or whatever else. And they can continue working on these games. It's a win-win situation. One, they basically get a whole platform of games in their lap, okay, in their lap. You have the leads that know what they're doing. They can bring all their all their employees back. One, Microsoft gets first-party titles, and that's a win for them. Two, they employ 250 employees that know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're good storytellers. Now, mind you, if you're not a fan of Telltale Games or not, you can say what you want, but the game is successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't make Game of Thrones, Back to the Future, Guardians of the Galaxy, Borderlands. They wouldn't make all these things. Right, story game studios for your choice doesn't really matter. Right, it doesn't matter. It's still a form of entertainment. If it's a book, choose your own adventure type thing. That's what it is. But Microsoft could come out, win, and look good doing it because they could be the saviors of not only saying, hey, whoever bought, whoever bought the season pass for Walking Dead, give us time. It's going to take a little bit, but we're going to finish the seasons for you, okay? We're going to keep continuing making these games for you. Stranger Things is coming out. Wolf Among Us 2 is coming out. And it's a win-win. Yeah, there's a lot of legal jargon that has to go on behind the, the, the scenes because of all the, the dissolve of the company and stuff. 
but I think it's a perfect match, right? And then it's another win for Microsoft in the long run when they come out with first-party titles. And if you're a fan of it and you like those games, you would have to play it either on your PC with Microsoft Play Anywhere. And get this, on top of that, Sarge, it would be perfect match for Game Pass, okay? Perfect match for Game Pass because the game itself only sells, I think they sell for like 20 to $30, okay? And then each additional episode or something like that, or the whole game, I think you can buy it for 50 bucks or whatever, but for five five games, they're each about two to three hours long a piece. So Game Pass would be a perfect match for this type of stuff. What do you think? Well, I think it goes together well. I mean, if it was a Game Pass thing, then you would get the game, whatever come out next on the pike, right? There'd always be some, there'd always be like some kind of little story game to play. Yeah, you're right though, Miller. It would be a licensing nightmare. Well, but... no, not really, because the licensing deals that Telltale Games did to get the IPs from the companies are dead. Well, no, that the main company is dead. All the all Microsoft would have to do is be like, "Hey, we're continuing this. We would like to use your your licensing that you gave to Telltale. We want to know if you want to continue with us. We're Microsoft. We're we've been around a couple of years. We're not going anywhere anytime soon, right? So technically, the licensing deal wouldn't be that bad, okay? It would be almost as simple as Telltale going up to Star Wars and being like, "Hey, we want to do a a Star Wars IP. Can we do the licensing of Star Wars to make a Telltale game?" Sure. That's it. That's all they have to do. That's all they would have to do. Wouldn't hurt to ask. No. No, it wouldn't hurt. Especially going, hey, going forward, uh, we're going to take over this. We're going to take this over. Right, uh, well, yeah, Microsoft gets a first-party IP. They get a thing for Game Pass. They save a bunch of jobs. It's good PR around. It, it is a win-win if they were to do it. <clears throat> Did you write? You wrote inside the uh, Discord. That's funny. Okay. That. yeah so so i don't know with a with a game company like that what what do you do what do you do if you're if you're an employee there and you're just shattered luck right you come in one day and you're just done it, first of all it's really shitty i mean because the guy the it's that the upper management that in that company must have been for shit because you know how much money you have right right you know what's going on right the fact that they told them the, the, the day of that you have 30 minutes to get out we got to close up shop whatever you know, it's not right on many levels. Then there was, then the, I'm not sure if it was fact or fiction. Then you had the rumor of somebody else wanted to pick up the slack and they wanted to give them money so yes. they can continue making the games. Yes. But then, but the lawsuit comes out and then they say that, well, if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay them to make a game, then you, first thing you have to do is you got to pay for the severance packages of all the people you let go. Right. So yeah, that's another thing, right? So people, people like us want, we paid our money for the season pass. And this is why I say don't buy season passes, Right. They wanted their they wanted their game fulfilled, even though they gave the money. Now, they have no money to pay. Yet they're going to bring in outsiders to bring to come in to do the work of the people that they fired, which doesn't make any sense. Which doesn't make any sense because if I was a person, I was still receiving my game for the season pass. I'd be like, no, thank you. I just want a refund on my stuff because if I've been working on the game for three years, I know how to work with the material and everything. And they're going to bring an outsider in. Then why don't you just pay the people that you fired to finish the game in the first place, right? If they're not going to do that and they're bringing a small group in to finish the game, that means they're going to do a half-assed job. And they're not going to know what they're doing correctly because all the assets are on different people's computers. And I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but if you have like a, a crew that's been working on for six months and then they fold and they're like, hey, we're going to start back up and they bring new people in. If you have a contractor building your kitchen, be like, where did that guy leave off? I don't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like It's harder to fill in the group of the people 
that were there for six months or a year working on that game to just bring someone in. Hey, we have six months to complete this. What can you do? I don't know. I've never worked with this uh, with the software before or this uh, design, so I don't know what we're doing. That seems like it's just a complete other nightmare. Okay, where are they getting the money from, right? And if they get the money, why can't they pay for the seven packages of the of the of the employees or bring them back in? Say, look, you can finish this game and know shit show. in three months you're done. But at that point, you're an employee. And you know you're losing your jobs. So now you're disgruntled. Now you're like, fuck you. Now you're looking for it's right. Show. It's just a. It's just done. So bad but management. That, bad management. How, yeah, bad management all around. But that's how you get the really good Easter eggs instead of a game, though. Right. When, when you're fired and 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 have no money and you have no severance, and they're told to come back to work for three more months, that's when you get the best Easter eggs. <laughs> I I can't wait for these people to get employed. Right, especially if Microsoft or someone picks them up and they recreate the games and they just take jabs at the at the management and stuff like that. It sucks for those. I hope those employees find work because I know it's 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 a bitch it's a bitch out there to find, especially in a trained skill position uh, like that. You know, there's there's 250 employees out there that now have to get filled into other companies, and that's just a nightmare, especially if you have family and uh, kids and a house to pay for and stuff. And I'm and I'm glad one of the employees is suing them because he has every right to sue them. Well, because... if one does it, then you know a bunch of them are going to do well, that. But... No, he, he started as a class action. He's a class action lawsuit. So, but what happens though if they win and they have no money? Where do they get their money from to pay this off? You know what I mean? Well, you better hope that what's this, the the guys that are in charge of that company don't start anything up anywhere. That's for damn sure. Right, and if they, I think... you're basically boned. You're boned. Uh, but I would I would definitely be checking uh, bank bank statements for Cayman Islands and, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Right, right. Because you can't tell me that after all these games that you guys made after all this time that there's just no money anywhere. The money's just gone. Like you had five or six different series out, and they were successful. They were talked about. You can't say that if, if they weren't successful, then people were like, we're not buying them anymore. Like it, I mean, it started it started getting that way, but. People bought a lot of those games in the beginning, so um, yep. I, I have questions about where that money is. Right. Where Where do you get the money? See, this is why I say don't pre-order and stuff, right? Because they take that money and they use it not only to pay their employees and stuff there, but they also use it for future or they hide the money somewhere. Do you, you know what I mean? Like if I'm paying you 10 bucks an hour to, or 20 bucks an hour to make a video game, and it takes, let's say, 200 man hours to make that video game over the time, right? And no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just as an example, as an example, yeah, yeah. way more than that. okay. And it costs and it costs sixty dollars for that game, okay. Well, 30. times that by a million copies sold, times the twenty dollars an hour for two hundred hours given. Where where's the rest of that money going? Where's the rest of that money going? You know, some of them probably have already employed again. Game developers send them tweets on Twitter. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, uh. It's a small percentage, right? I mean, if there's 275 employees that are done, I'm sure some got jobs, right? It's still, it's still a hit, though, Duplis. You know what I mean? Like the pay cycle, like they lost money for two weeks, then they get hired, then it takes another two weeks before they get the paid. So it's a month. That's a month of not being paid, where you were making, you know, you have to pay your rent, car payment, right. you got to feed and, your and kids. In San Francisco, they're fucked, man. Right. Right. They are fucked. So no matter what the time frame is, uh, unless they they 
they got fired, and as they're walking out the door, they're like, uh, I need a job, and then and they got hired instantaneously. They still have to wait two to three weeks before they get paid, right? So, all right, next story I want to talk about. Any more lawsuits? Uh, no, I think that's, that's it. I think that's it, but we are going to talk about something that is actually in a lawsuit, but we don't know anything about the lawsuit. We're talking about EA, okay, and they've released the odds, okay, of the FIFA, okay? Oh, this is great. Now, they're doing this, obviously, to show... Um, what is this? Uh, they're doing this to show for the lawsuit. They're like, well, here. Here's what it is, right? We're, we'll put our cards on the table. So FIFA, or EA, releases what the odds are for their, for their, for their packs, okay? So let me go switch over to the, the screen. Uh, is this, no, this is not it. Do, 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 do. There it is. Sorry. Okay. So on the store, you can now check the pack probabilities of each pack before you purchase them. Okay. So they've added this. They've never added it before. All these years that they've had these, these, these packs that you, that, that you can buy miraculously have appeared in their game now because they're in a lawsuit. Because they're trying to show that they're they're the good guys in all of this. Okay, so the pack probabilities are there. Okay, the particular ratings. These are display uh, uh, display as a percentage with the premium gold pack having a hundred percent chance of containing a seventy-five or higher rated player, or a twenty percent chance of an eighty-two plus player, and a four point five percent chance of an 80, 84 or higher player. Now, during the first week of FIFA nineteen, ones to watch cards were also in packs, but were rare that the percentage indicated that the pack probabilities selected were listed as less than 1%. Okay? Somewhere less than 1%. Now, that could be 0. 0.0. 0. 0.0001. Right. right. You have right. no idea. So opening 100 premium gold packs, you would be not guaranteed that you would receive a 20 gold 82 plus player. Rather, each pack has a 20% chance so you could end up with fewer than 20 if the luck was not on your side, okay? The probabilities are updated regularly during the year, especially during the promotions, to indicate the chances of opening higher-rated players before buying packs. And you can see only the probabilities of the pack, but also the date that the last percentage was calculated at. Now, here's another thing that they're doing, which is also dirty. They put these time things on there, right? So they're like, oh, Ronaldo. You could get Ronaldo, which is a less than 1% chance of getting his character, okay? It could be what, what Green Ranger put in there, a point zero 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 zero. But only good at the end of this week. But only you only have 24 hours to get this guy in the, in this pack. So, obviously, you're going to have to, I'm going to pay. i got to keep paying. So, here's here's the breakdown. Gold pack price is 5000 Now, I don't know what the 5000 do they do they talk about this in the article as far as what does it cost money wise of actual money i don't think they do yeah 5000 i believe is uh what is 5000 I, I think it's 10 or 15 dollars i believe okay so we'll say 15 dollars not official 15 dollars gets you 100% of 75 plus character which is basically a shit character right shit player uh a 9.3% at 82 plus and a 3.4 83 plus. A no chance 
at 84 plus or 85, that's less than 1%, right? That's that's what that is, standard. Premium gold pack is 7,500 price, okay? And your percentage goes from, at 82 plus, goes from 9.3 to 20%, right? 20% more. So you have a, a, an additional 11% um, chance of getting an 82 plus character. And, and don't forget, you get more points the more money you put in, right? So if I gave you 20 bucks, you give me like $25 worth, like, right. like, like, like that type of thing. Right, now 15,000 price gets you a 42% of 84 plus, and you now have a 4.7% chance of getting an 85 plus player, okay? It, it's ridiculous. Look, the bronze pack is not even worth it, okay? 7,500 price point, you get a 58% chance to get a 63 plus player. A 63 plus player. Yeah, but it's not it's not just that. That 1% player also is the kind of player that it actually learns as you go, and so his number can get higher than that. So that's why right. they're so sought after. Right, and he also if, does if different play, moves and stuff. Right. right, if I play with that character and I get better with him, then his skill will go even higher than that. Right. This is just some dirty shit. Now, they think they're being really good now because they're like, well... You can't sue us because now the percentage is there. It's too late for that shit. Right. It's there now. Late. After we've made points for the last year. And after we're suing Belgium. Right. And after they're trying and to after, sue Belgium. After we're trying to sue Belgium. Right. So in the, in, the, in the past, in the past of these games, you actually buy them. And your character would just be, would just be a, a 99 player. Right, if Ronaldo was a ninety player and you played that team, he would be that player. And as you played the game, he would go up and down based on his hot streak and stuff like that. Well, now they've made it into a purchase, so to purchase that player that they've automatically this put is, in the this game. This is the one lawsuit I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I like to I'm see. Forward, I, I want this to be televised, televised like the other court cases that we see that we don't give a shit about or televised. Right, I want to see EA in a Belgian court. I want to watch BBC until it happens. Try to explain to the Belgian government that they're not trying to sell loot boxes to children. I want to see. I want to see the lawyer actually defend it. Do you? Do you think, or Chad? Do you guys think that because now they're showing the percentage? Do you think this is still? Do you think the lawsuit is going to favor their side now, or do you think there's still this means absolutely not too little, too late? I think it's too little, too late. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do now because the lawsuit's in place. That's number one. Now, what might happen is the people who are susceptible to gambling will pay less, actually, but are actually told the facts might now stop buying stuff knowing how little a chance they have. So if I were to if I were to be a betting man on economics, I would say the next six months it probably the loot box revenue would probably drop a good 20 or 30 yeah, percent. I was going to say about 20, 25 percent yeah. because of this. However, for people that have addictions and for people who like to do that kind of thing, they just they don't care. They're, they're either the whales that have the money and don't right. care. They're still going to do they're it. They're the kind of person that likes – they have to hear the bell. It's it, it's something that makes them happy when they do it. Uh, they're not going to stop. So, okay, let's look, at the, let's look at the situation then. Let's say the lawsuit goes through. They lose, right? They lose. And FIFA decides to – or EA decides to make FIFA and Madden and all these other – ones they're gonna do instead of a random pick what about if they just said hey you can buy this character but it's gonna cost you like thirty dollars to get ronaldo at the 90 plus rating do you think well, that that'll be the comeback of them 
Fortnite did it, so I say yes. The problem is... Well, Fortnite did it with skins, skins. only, though. Yeah. yeah. This is but, a player that actually makes you a better player while you play. Everybody everybody can get it, though. Everybody can get it. You're not holding back. So now here's the here's the issue. The issue is this. Uh, yes, that could be an actual option. But the problem, the problem now is, is that once you do that, first of all, EA stock's going to drop about 50% because they're losing, they're going to lose half, more than uh, half the revenue, right? Half the revenue. Half I, the I say, revenue I say a third, I say a third of the revenue. Half, listen, half the revenue that comes to them is from FIFA. No, I know. I, I think they're going to take a one third of a, a hit on it okay? is what I'm saying. Like the stock was going to, the stock is going to, if profits drop, stocks drop. And if you're telling me that we can't we can't swindle young kids into buying loot boxes, and that's the business model, well then the the market's going to correct and stock prices are going to adjust. That's for certain. Yeah. Right. And then EA will have to find a new shittier game to play. <clears throat> I, I I listen, man. It, this is this is where we are. It's listen, this is a very once again I said it a couple weeks back. This is a very serious court case. Don't take this court case. Right, this is not just EA versus Belgium. This is loot box central against the this, world. If yeah. Belgium wins, then it just goes down the list. Then Belgium doesn't want it. Then Finland doesn't want it. Then right. France doesn't want it. Then Germany doesn't want it. And then you can kiss EA's revenue goodbye. Right. That's why. That's why EA is suing them to begin with. They're they they are right now. They are sitting in a room thinking up how to defend their their random loot box slot machines. That's what they're trying to do. They have to. They have to convince the Belgian government that they're not selling shit to kids. This is, will be the greatest court case ever. It'd be. It'd be like watching Maury Povich on fucking Fox, right? Like, whose baby is it? Like, this is the kind of shit. This is the kind of case that this is going to be, because if it succeeds, right? If if EA wins, you guys are going to have loot boxes until you're dead. Right. <laughs> You guys are gonna have loot boxes every step of every minute of every day. You're gonna be like, yeah, I, I think I want to get a, a cheeseburger. Do you want a cheeseburger or a cheeseburger with fries and a Coke? Spin the wheel, find out. Like, you have loot boxes up the ass. Okay. Very important <laughs> that EA does not win this court case. Very important. So, can someone in chat? Does anybody play FIFA in chat? Does anybody play this over the years? How much is fifteen thousand gold? Miller, it looks like you you know what you're talking about as far as the the price, right? I know you could purchase the cards, right? But how much is like five thousand coins in U.S.? I'm trying to look it up. And it's in pounds. Well, what's the pounds? What's it uh, saying? Here, pack for price. The pounds a little bit higher than the dollar. So what is it? We'll pack. It says for it says uh, I don't know if this is if, if this is correct. This is off Reddit. Uh, Five thousand coins is one pound. That seems no, a, pound, a pound. A pound's a dollar. It can't be. That, that can't be. That can't be correct. That can't be correct. Unless the unless the inflation rate over there is horrific and our and our dollar sucks. It's a possibility. Sure, uh, dollars you reckon? Okay, I paid $45 for 600,000. So you go. $45 for 600,000K. Okay, so to buy Ronaldo, okay, it's going to cost you $1.8 million of coins. Okay. $1.8 million for a 94 Ronaldo cost. Okay, so that, if he paid 45 for 600, 600,000. So that would cost uh, about 
that's going to cost him 90 that's uh 100 $124 right okay so just about $95 ish right so about $100 to buy a $94 straight up now you could you could play the game and earn the gold right earn the coins in the game but it's astronomically high astronomically high to get an 82,000 or actually here to get an 87 okay sun cost 300,000 coins okay which is here it says 60 pounds 60 pounds converts to what um god 60 pounds 60 pounds to dollar 60 pounds to dollar is 78 dollars so it'll cost you 78 dollars okay real money to get a 87 87 character level character that's that's ridiculous so me saying thirty dollars for one player was actually lowballing because Ronaldo is actually three times that amount. Okay, that's that's absolutely insane. That's insane for a and character, a, a virtual people, character. A lot of people play FIFA, bro. That that is the world's football game. That There's is also the a Chinese gold game. market. Wow. That's not our football game. That's the world's football game. Right. So there you go. Fox figured out one hundred fifty-five dollars. One hundred fifty-five dollars on top of the sixty-dollar game for one virtual card for one player on your team okay for one player on your team that is that is ridiculous i want to know how we used to play second life and second life had banks and loans and and uh, casinos okay and this is no different this is no different and the only difference that was that you could actually convert your money into real money Okay, here you're basically doing the same thing because there's a market that you can purchase your stuff and people will pay real money for. So technically, if I gave you my account and I traded, I'd say I would trade this with you. Okay, on eBay, I say, hey, I have Ronaldo, I'll give it to you for $120. You could literally get real money for your paid thing. That's that's insane. That's insane. This, wow, man. I, I haven't played a FIFA game in like a decade and I'm glad I haven't. There was a Reddit thread, and the guy figured out that he had spent over $15,000 on FIFA in two years. Holy that's, shit. That's, that's, and that's one dude. That's a that, $60 game. They, they, invent, they, they interviewed him, and he said he, 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 he does pretty well. Him and his wife both do have decent jobs. Uh-huh. And so it didn't, it, it didn't come up really until he actually started to look at it, how much he spent on it over the two years. Fifteen grand to them over the two years— wasn't a big Holy deal. Those guys are well Christ. off. Now multiply that by how many people, bro? How much money do you think FIFA's making? That that's insane. I didn't know it was that ridiculous. Yeah, I, Miller. I I read that article. It's actually a very good article. He actually had no idea. He actually he actually and he went back and asked FIFA to send him the times that he purchased cards so he could see what he bought. And it, and they couldn't even give it all all the stuff back to him. They couldn't. They they had a, they had told me they had to wait a couple of weeks for them to compile the information because you know they keep track of all that shit. They know what how much everybody has spent, and ever in their game. You know they do. I'm trying to look at what they're buying here. Fifteen thousand coins, but it doesn't say what. I don't see any kind of uh, converter rating. Yeah, that's crazy. If you're if you're buying. I wish I could spend fifteen thousand dollars and not and not care. I mean, that, 
Well, technically, you could spend fifteen dollars and not care. It all depends on what your tax bracket is, right? That's right. It's all about your it's tax. A, it's all about your tax bracket. But this is, but this is what they do. That it's called It's called psychological manipulation. It's what this is. Wow. I can't listen. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to defend it. I can't wait. Yeah, like I said, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it, that's a win for for us, the people. If Belgium wins. That stops loot boxes. That stops. But I'm telling you, it doesn't stop microtransactions because what I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Instead of selling random loot boxes, they're going to just raise the price, okay, and buy the individual characters that you want. Can you imagine playing? I don't know. Pick a pick a main story game with a with an iconic character like Mario, okay. You're going to play Mario Odyssey, okay, or Sunshine or whatever Mario game. You don't get to play as Mario, right? You get to play as some generic character, Bob. Bob the generic character. But for ten bucks. But for ten dollars, you get to be Mario and actually play through Mario Odyssey. That that's the future. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And I I hate to say it, but that's what it's going to be. They're going to charge you to play for the main characters and stuff like that for, to go through the game. It's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know what's better though, because the shark cards are just as bad. Right, I guess you can earn it in game, just like FIFA. But at the same time, you're not getting a loot crate. FIFA just or uh, Grand Theft Auto just says, "Here's a shark card, costs you a million dollars or a hundred dollars, gets you a million dollars in game, and then you you purchase like guns and shirts and vehicles." I don't know, man. It just but seems... that's but that's almost that's almost the same thing. The problem is, is that when you're when you're buying real you money for fake it, money yeah. in Grand Theft Auto, that that you're not even paying attention to it because you're immediately spending it in game like immediately it's a like casino I'm buying, yeah. like I'm buying a tank and then i just lost the tank now i gotta buy another tank again or the plane oh my god it'll be like player one ready player you one know? like everything you have is on you and then when you get hit your arm falls off just your money just starts shooting out of your your character's arm you know i it's this is this is a a, a very strange time in gaming this is for certain all I have to say is stop playing FIFA. If you're going to play FIFA, just play the regular game. Do not go for this uh, ultimate team stuff because it's just absolutely batshit crazy. All right. Next story I want to talk about is Fallout 76. Right, Fallout 76 is leading up to... Um, When's so the beta? Is it coming out soon? The beta is supposed to start in November. Okay, right. Or actually October, at the end of this month. It's coming out. I think they're going to release it the same time as Red Dead, to be honest with you. It's going to be the exact same time as Red Dead. Okay. Now, people are kind of pissed off. Okay. Kind of pissed off because they bought the game, right? Which, because they were told that if you pre-order the game, they'll get into the beta. You know, Xbox gets it first, then PC, then PC and uh, PlayStation get it later. Uh, 22nd or 26th. Are you talking about the beta, or are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about the actual release? This date? month. This month. Yeah. This month. He's talking about this month. Okay. Because I got an email. I did get an email for my beta code or my beta when I when I get to play, um, which I can't say, but so <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't Why say. Why can't you say? Because it, it's it's not out yet. It's like NDA. Like, you can't... That's stupid. Yeah. So, so basically, 
the people are pissed off because the beta was said that they're going to break it early, test uh, uh, whatever it was called. What, what, what was the, the, the actual term, the analogy they, they used? Break it early. Break it early, test. Uh, test. What, what, what did the beta stand for again? I forget what it, what it, what it stood for. Oh, break it, break break it early, test, test application. That's what it was. So people were kind of pissed off because they, 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 they bought the game to play the beta. But now the beta is only coming out like right before the actual game. So people are pissed off. And it's only going to be for a limited time. It's going to be for like four days, three days, four days. When it, when it, it, It's not going to be full. It's going to be open at certain times. So people are pissed off about that as well. Okay. <clears throat> it's the 23rd for Xbox and the 30th for PC and PS4. That's official now. That's out. You have a link for that, Green Ranger. Because my email says something completely. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure it's official. It's out there in the public. Um, so, because mine might be a little early. Mine might be earlier. They might let you in early. I don't know. Anyway, so people are pissed off because, like I said, they purchased the game to play it early, but it's not early enough. So people are complaining, going, well, it's not really a beta. It's a demo. Why don't you just call it a demo? And my point is a demo is a beta. A beta same is a demo. The words, it's the, the words it's, are interchangeable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the exact same. I have no problem with this because... I have always said that betas and demos and all this are the early access stuff is not for us, okay? It's for them, okay? The break it early, okay, test application is to get you in so you can break their game so they can see the overload and stuff, the stats on their side. It has nothing to do with you playing the game and enjoying the game. No. It has You're 100%. Free, you are free workers. Right. You are. You are, you are free employment. Right. Not even free. You're paid employee. You pay them to test right. their game. Right. I I've paid to test. Right. It. Right. Now you can you can cancel your your order and get your money back, which is because you don't they don't charge your card on Amazon and stuff like that until ahead of t uh until like the day before or whatever two days before. So, do you have a problem with this, Sarge? As far as the beta coming out like two weeks before, I don't care. Do you think? I, do I you don't think... care when the game comes. Listen, I care the game. The, I first of all, I I. I Bethesda is buggy regardless. That's that's their that's their trademark. Okay. Number two, I don't care when it comes out, as long as it comes out a little bit before it actually comes out, so we can actually fuck around with it to see right. how we play with it a little bit. It or not. Right. You know, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Demo, beta, doesn't matter. The the words are interchangeable. It's 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 done to help them, and it's done to create some more buzz and for more people to pre-order. That's what it's for. It, it, I have nothing to say about betas in general, except of the fact that I don't like hype trains. Right. I can't find my email anymore. I, I was, I'm trying to look it up. You know, I, I'm uh, once again. I, I didn't pre-order it yet, but I am interested. I pre-ordered. I, I pre-ordered it. I, I am. In, I am interested. I pre-ordered it because I wanted to play the play the beta early. Right. I signed up early. But that's but that's the thing, though. See how that works is. So you, you see you can get a refund, right? So if I pre-order, yeah, I play the beta, and I don't like it, I can get a refund. Yeah, so, if it, well, at least through Amazon, right? Right. Uh, in Amazon, you can just cancel your order, and then you get your money back, right? That's it. Works as simple as that. Amazon sends you a code, um, and then when it, when it goes live, I've, I've already done all the process that I had to do as far as log into their thing and all that stuff. So whenever I can download it or whatever, I'm ready to go, right? So that's that's what it is. Um. Yeah, you paid a volunteer. You paid a volunteer. I have no problem with this. A beta to me, like I said, is always like Sarge said and I said, 
is to test it on their end to market right now the issue that i kind of have is they promote this for out to the world right so everyone around the world is able to purchase the game and play the beta early but people overseas because this is a u.s based company right so let's say it's only open from eight in the morning to 8 p.m right because that's what they want to test right well, that's like five o'clock in the morning for someone. And then people in Australia, that's that's, that's tomorrow. Right. It's the next day, whatever. And I understand they can't work around everyone's work schedule and school and whatever else. But I find it weird that if they want to test it, they should kind of vocalize more and be more open when they're saying, hey, we're testing out the U.S. servers at this time. We're testing out this server at this time, because when they go live, eight. 8 a.m. is 8 a.m. Wherever you are around the world, just put add the hours, five hours, 10 hours, 15 hours on top of that. Um, so that's what I'm a little weird about. Like, Sea of Thieves did it right as far as with the Pioneer program, right? You would you would play and they would have it from Friday to Sunday open 24-7. So no matter where you went or where you were in the world, you could play it your time. So when you got off work, you could play it for two hours, three hours or whatever. With this, with a certain time frame opening and certain days opening, I just find it a little weird that they're doing that. Uh, no, no. They well, they sent out another email as a reminder, Dupless. If you already have, if you already did the register code and stuff like that, you should be in the same place I am. I, but I did receive another email because um, I signed up early, early um, for the beta, and for some reason I'm lucky. I get I get notified for stuff and get access to. I think it's because I helped other developers with certain things. I think they have my information, so they know I test stuff out, which I like doing, and they know I'm trustworthy because I won't talk about it. So I don't know. I think that has something to do with it, to be honest with you. Um, this game's looking to be really nice. The, the footage that I saw in the last kind of footage, this week supposedly uh, Pete Hines said that there's 200 hours worth of footage that they're going to release. Uh, I don't know if it's this week or next week. I would hope it's sometime, probably, it could be tomorrow, and it, or it could be early next week, that they're going to start releasing. So YouTubers, uh, their their channel and stuff, is going to start releasing footage of actual stuff. I'm really excited about this. I know a lot of people ha are hesitant about it, and there's a lot of rumors going around because people don't know. It's like a bad game of telephone, right? They're like, well, there's no NPCs in the game, and that's not true. That's not true. There's no human. There's no human NPCs. NPCs. And... The story is there's no human NPCs because we're the first vault to open, right? So we are the first humans being released oh, into the right, world. Right, into that area. Into right. the world. I get the, I get the story. Right? I get it. So a lot of people don't don't get that. And they're like, well, if there's no humans, then there's just not a Fallout game. You're the beginning of it. So basically you could be lore. So like in Sea of Thieves – like certain people that did certain things, they become the lore in the game. Where this could be where, let's say me and Sarge create a group, we pretend we're raiders, right? Like we become raiders, even though we're not raiders because you can't be raiders, but we become but assholes. You, but you right. But you can. Right. But we start, let's say we make the Goonie Squad, right? And the Goonie Squad is raiders in the world. Down the road, who knows? In like Fallout 5, because we established ourselves in Fallout 76, down the road, we the Goonies might be a organization as part of a raider camp. You know what I'm saying? Like little things like that could happen. But this is but this is what I'm saying when I said multiple times that this is Bethesda's experiment. 
This is an experiment. Like just just what you said. Let's say you and I go out. The first thing we do is like we go west for like 20 minutes. Okay. And then we pick a spot 20 minutes west and we decide this is the spot we're gonna settle. Right. And then we start hoarding shit, building containers, building a stupid house, whatever we can build. But maybe, maybe we like the way the Raider stuff looks, right? So maybe we start hanging dead bodies on spikes. And we start dressing up as Raiders with gas masks, and we all look bloody and shit. And that's the way we want to play the game, right? And, and that's the way and we that's, play. That's the great part about the game: you play how you want to play, right? Right. But if I don't have the carrot, and someone's not telling me what to do, no, you're not holding my hand. Somebody's gonna get upset. You know, people get upset when they're not told what to do every minute of every day. How do I play your game? I don't get it. That's why I say it's an experiment. This is Bethesda's way of testing things because if it works out then basically what they'll do is they just put the game into the sandbox. Right. Right. They come up with a storyline and they just put it into the sandbox. Right. You can be part of it for you to find what to do. Like they say, we we've implemented a 20 hour story into the game. We hope you guys enjoy looking for it. Like, and that's it. Right. Thanks for playing. And then everyone just walking around talking to whoever, like, have you guys found it yet? Did you find it yet? No, I didn't find it yet. Did you, did you like, like for instance, for me, I'll, I'll let you know right now. If I find, if I go to a into a radiated zone and I kill a fucking whatever the death claw of this game is, and I find the nuke code, right? I'm not giving it to anybody. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna be the guy that holds on to the nuke card that does that doesn't allow anyone to get nuked until you find a whole other full set of that shit because right. I'm not nuking nobody. Right? I'm gonna. I want to walk around first. Figure out the difficulty level, what it's going to take, the guns I'm going to make. What I want to know is, do I get to make my own bullets like New Vegas? See, that's something I, I'm interested in. I, I think you would be able I get, to. If I, if I get to make my own bullets like I did in New Vegas, well, now we got a game. So, okay, so there was some screenshots of some, uh, some twine or something that you could make where you could make actual bullets for a gun. So I'm assuming you could do that, Sarge. I'm assuming. But we don't know anything yet. But, so, but, but finding bullets, throwing them in a gun, and going around is different than no, no, no. You can picking up a gun and then having to find the bullets for the gun you found. Right. It's, no, it's, you. It's just after the bombs drop. It's right. only been fifty years. Okay. So here's official. This is from Bethesda's site. The beta first uh, begins first on Xbox One on Tuesday, October twenty third. So you are correct there, uh, Green Ranger. Uh, PlayStation 4 and PC on October 30th, and the beta can only be accessed by players who pre-ordered Fallout 76 from par participating retailers. Okay. Uh, another question is, I pre-ordered Fallout 76. How do I access the beta? PC players who have already created an account on pre-ordered Fallout 76 Bethesda.net can access the beta once it's live on Bethesda's launcher. Console players will pre-order Fallout 76 digitally on console via Xbox Store. PlayStation Store will automatically be able to access the beta once it's live on the respective platforms. If you pre-order Fallout 76 via participating physical or digital retailers such as Amazon or GameStop, you will receive a code on or with a physical or digital receipt. PC players can simply redeem this code on Bethesda's launcher to gain access to beta once it's available. However, if you play a console, this code is not your actual beta code. To receive your beta code, please follow these steps. Create a free Bethesda.net account. If you have already have an account, proceed to step two. Log on to your account and redeem the code and came with your receipt and entitled, uh, entitled your Bethesda.net uh, account with Fallout 76 beta. And your beta code will be made available on this page once the beta is live. So there you go. How long will the beta be available? Be available. Be available. 
during the beta, one of the primary goals of the stress test is to break the game. As such, the servers will not be running 24-7. Instead, they'll be online during targeted time frames so we can get as many players as possible playing at the same time. Why? Because that's the best way to uh, put all our systems to the test and see how they respond. On any given day, the game might be up for anywhere between four to eight hours. Focusing as many players as we can into the windows is our prime objective. Then we'll finally fix what we need to fix and do it again and again from the start of our beta. Until a few days before launch, we'll give as much heads up possible. Uh, we need to be logged in during the first times to play the game. You'll also keep it post through the official Fallout Bethesda Studios handles on Twitter, as well as Bethesda.net forms to let you know when the servers will be online. Uh, I mean, how many, how many people did they say per, per, per server world? 20? 24, I believe, or 32. I mean, that's that's not a lot considering how big the map is. No. Unless you unless you guys purposely live near each other on purpose to stress out the servers. Well, let me see if there's any other questions here. But there's a full game and my beta progress carry over. Oh, that's a good question. The beta is the full game. Our current plan is for pro our progress to carry over once Fallout 76 officially launches on November 14th. Stay tuned for more information. So everything that you do in the beta will carry over into the regular game. The beta will be approximately 45 gigs in size. Currently, the beta will not be available for preload. Uh, download Fallout 76 launch. I didn't pre-order. How can I participate in the beta? You have to pre-order. That's basically it. Uh, so yeah, that's all the information. Uh, Oh, send the link? Yeah, I can send the link for you. Duplos. Sorry about that. There you go. <clears throat> That's the link for all the Bethesda questions and such. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh Fallout 76. I've been I've been playing Red Dead and I'm I'm waiting for Red Dead 2 to release. Now, it's funny because the beta opens up on the 23rd this month and then red dead comes out october 26th so hopefully i'll get a couple days in with fallout 76 test it out see it and then be like okay yeah but don't but don't worry about it because i'm i'm pretty sure the way that fallout 76 plays it plays just like destiny you play for a little while then you don't have to play it then right. you can go back to it and play right. a little while more because nothing nothing's gonna change your shit's still gonna be there right so looking forward to that Okay, so the next story I want to talk about is PlayStation's finally woken up, okay? And they've decided to do cross-play. Kind of. Well, with Fortnite, okay? They did the beta launch, uh, which I believe was last Tuesday or Thursday. So it's been up for a couple days. You can now play across the board on all platforms. Everybody. Apple. Android, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo, Xbox, PC. I right. thought it was impossible. Impossible. PlayStation was like, it's just not possible. Well, it's now cross-play. So everyone that hates Fortnite, okay, can like Fortnite just a little bit now because because of Fortnite and its huge popularity, okay, it is now decided to do cross-play and has opened up the door, okay, to PlayStation for crossplay. Okay, not only now this is huge. As big as the lawsuit with Belgium is with EA, this is huge if it works out for PlayStation that it opens the door for other games to be crossplayed, right? So now you're talking maybe Minecraft will be on PlayStation, it'll be crossplay, right? Maybe 
Fallout 76 will be crossplay down the road. What's, uh, what's the game with the ball and the cars? Uh, 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 Rocket League. Rocket League. Right. What's wrong with that? So this is a huge... We should have a party, but not really because this is should have been... This should have been all the time, right? Is he really? Ninja's in the commercial for Samsung Galaxy 9. That's crazy. Can I just segue for a second? I saw the commercial for the new Samsung phone. It's got a terabyte of storage in it. One terabyte of storage. That's absolutely ridiculous for storage capacity of a phone. Okay? I have like 160 gigs. I'm like, I'll never use that. One terabyte of, of memory. Some people's computers don't have that much memory, yet the phone does. It's crazy. Right. Terabyte of <laughs> exactly. That's a lot of memes. That's a lot of memes. Oh, man. You hate the bandwagoning? So what do you think, Sarge? Do you think this is, I mean, it is a big deal, but does this change anything for you? Like, is this make you want to buy a PlayStation now? Or now you have friends that you want to play games with that potentially mm. there's games down the road that maybe we could play? I don't know. It, it, to, me, to me, it's more along the lines of time. It's all about time now. I don't, if I wanted to buy a PlayStation just to have it for the occasional game that came down the pike, but I just don't have the time. Like, I don't care enough to, to that's not going to, that's not going to make me say, oh, because now you got port crossplay. Now I'm going to buy a PlayStation. Well, well, you don't. You wouldn't have to. Like, if I was on PlayStation, you're on Xbox. Now we can play together, even though we have two different systems, right? What do you think's better, cross save or cross play? Uh, well, a save should be standard on across all platforms, regardless. The fact that that's even an issue should is ridiculous. See, I personally would rather have cross saves because of just like if I'm playing a game, and let's say, for instance, I'm playing on PC, I have a laptop, okay. But I like to play on my console of, let's say, Fallout 76, and then I, I'm on traveling, and I bring my you know, my laptop with me, and then I play Fallout 76 on the, compu on the computer, then you can, you can transfer it over. I would personally like cross-save, right, than cross-play. Right, right, Brain. Cross-save is better for players. Cross-play is more money for companies. <clears throat> I don't know if it's more money, though, because if you own Fortnite and I own Fortnite, you already purchased Fortnite. Now I get to play with you, right? So where are they making the extra money from? Where are they making the extra money from? It's more of a just a... Well, not, not have it. Listen, the only way that cross-play makes out, makes out for the company is if I have first-party titles. And, I, and the only way I can buy it is to play that system. That's, that's the only difference. Right. Yeah, I guess if you were on the fence, now you've got the incentive to. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because I would really like, <clears throat> not that I do this, but if I if I had, uh, God, I said I wouldn't bring it up, but if I had Destiny on PC and Destiny on, on console. I know you couldn't resist. I, I wouldn't want to start a whole new character on my PC. I would like to bring my characters over and just play with better graphics. And, oh, fuck yeah. You know how long it would take you to level up? Yeah. You know what I mean? From the beginning? If you didn't have Fortnite already, but a lot of, uh, for your buddies, already did but on the pc on xbox now you enjoy ps4 when you do yeah but it's, i still think it has to what you you would have to join whoever has the more prominent system right so if, if you're in with a pc guy now you play on the pc servers so what happens if you're on a playstation does it go in an xbox server majority or does it go i guess it would go with the host that'd be interesting to find out probably depend on the game i was playing whether i went on to cross play or cross save it's true that's true 
I would like cross save for D2, but unfortunately D2 is 30 frames per second on console. You're just turning into a PC elitist there, Dupless, with the 60 frames. Red Dead 2 is locked at 30 frames per second. Even no on, surprise. Even on, uh, no on, surprise. Yeah. So, and it's not for PC. It'll probably unlock at 60 frames per second once they come out with PC. It's only for console. I personally, like I said, if you don't have a 4K television or a, like, you don't know what the difference between 1080p and 4K is if you've never seen it side by side, right? You're just like, oh, it looks pretty, right? Same thing with 30 frames to 60 frames per second. If you've played on 60 frames per second, you can't go back, right? You just can't. Your brain's just like, oh, this looks weird. It's it's jarring. But if you've never played on a 60 games frames per second game and you only played 30 frames per second, you never really notice the difference, right? You never really notice the difference. Now, as far as companies, this wasn't on the docket, but what would you rather have? Would you rather have the beautiful graphics at 30 frames per second where they look beautiful, like like Uncharted, like Red Dead, like you, Assassin's you Creed? To, you don't even have to finish the statement. Frame rate, always. So you would rather have a stable frame rate of 30 frames better than graphics over no, no, 60 no. frames. No, I would I would sacrifice graphics for 60 frames. Oh, okay. So you would you would take the 60 frames over. I would sacrifice resolution for 60 frames. Everything everything does not have to look as beautiful as Destiny is every minute of every day. I agree. I want frame rate. Right, I, I agree. Speed. I would rather have the higher frame rate than the high fidelity graphics. Why they don't do both, which they can, I think it's just much more of um stability. Like right now Destiny's really bugging me because of the load screens. Like, you go in between sections, and it stops. It's very jarring. Anybody play Destiny on PC, are the load screens there for you? And if so, are they as long, or are they there at all? Because on, on console, it's it's almost to the point now, Sarge, where I'm, it's jarring. Like, you're going between a section, and it's not even like you're opening up a whole world. It's like you're going through a doorway, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, loading. It's, like, super, super bad. Uh... Yeah, okay. Not on my rig. Okay. High frame rate would mean more accurate than shooting, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, it would be yeah. smoother, much smoother. The new Tomb Raider lets you choose 4K or 60 frames per second. See, that would be awesome. If you could do that's a single player game. You can't do an option like that in a multiplayer game because then you would have an advantage over somebody else, right? right. If someone wants to So, makes sense for a single player game. All single-player games but should that's have also that. Why they lock it for 30 frames? This right. is the reason because yeah. not everybody across the entire world has got good internet connection. To be, to, you know, what I'm saying that's just the way it is. More people would play if it's more stable at 30 than they would be looking awesome at 60. That's just the way it is. So, so for example, Fox, the Red Dead game I'm playing right now, right? The graphics look fantastic, right? Now, the new Red Dead's gonna look. 10 times better than what that game looks like. But it's also at 30 frames per second. Now, if the new game looked like the old game and ran at 60 frames per second, it still looks good, but it just runs smoother. You know, that's the, that's the example I can give you. Where it looks phenomenal, it could look 10 times better, but it would run a lot smoother if it was 60 frames per second. <clears throat> right. 1080 Ti, yeah, I can't afford that. Like, I have a, I have a 960 in my, in my computer. Doesn't matter if the game looks really good, if it runs like shit. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. But that's not according to what they keep pushing. They right. keep pushing pretty, and we're not stable. Well, I think, I think it's the reason they do it is like you said, because most of these games now are online, and not everyone has. I mean, we're spoiled. Like, 
all of us right now that are watching videos on YouTube and Twitch and Mixer, spoiled rotten. we are spoiled rotten because we have internet and it runs and we're watching video and I can you can see me. Okay, there's people down the block that have dial-up still for me, right? They don't even have high-speed internet, right? A very small percentage of people have high-speed internet. You think everyone has high-speed internet because you have high-speed internet, but that's not the case, right? So it's very it's very limited to when, especially if there's PvP in the game, you're never going to get 60 frames per second. If there's PvP in the game, you're never going to get 60 frames per second um, because it's an advantage over someone that doesn't have high-speed internet, right? So... And I know there's games out there that are PvP that are 60 frames per second. I do know this. But again, it's not fair, and that's why they don't mostly do it for the, for the most part. <clears throat> Has two 1080 Ti's. Jesus. There he is. There's Duplis the Elitist. The PC Elitist. Once, once he went PC, he's never coming back to console, folks. Never coming back to console. Why? Did he get himself a new computer? Oh, yeah. He's, he's had a computer for a while. <clears throat> Here's a. I don't really know what kind of news this is, um, but Amazon. We talked about this a, a while ago. They they have their own studio, right? They they own Twitch. They're making video games. They've decided to make an MMO. It's called a. It's it's called Amazon's MMO New World shows off an environmental screen. Um, this is the actual. Let me see if I can get the the video up and running here. And we don't need we don't need sound. And I'll pause it for a second. I'll show you guys. If Amazon's involved in it, they're probably trying to recreate Ready Player One. Right. I'll hold up. I'm trying to click that there. Okay. So this is this is a screenshot or a video of their graphic engine and what it is. This is Amazon's MMO. It's like a open world. Uh, looks like a like a medieval time type uh, of game. Looks gorgeous. Uh, I'll play it again for you guys. You can see it day-night cycle. Uh, the engine looks very nice. I forget what the actual engine's called. Um, it almost looks like a Witcher type of type of game. So this is their game that they're coming out with. Now, Amazon has only invited a small batch of testers to take part of this, uh, which is the Orange County Studios is is the creator of this. Uh, we're going to test and going to expand over time. It's a closed alpha, invite only. We'll bring in people from sign-up lists starting this fall. If you're interested in taking part of this, you can head over to the Amazon page, which I will put in the description or in the link below. If you guys are interested to signing up for this MMO, there's a link for you guys that you can go sign up for New World. Um, pretty interesting. Um, don't know much about this yet. It's a new screen. Uh, they have a couple of new screenshots and stuff like that. It looks like a cool, cool game. Don't know much about it. As far as actually, oh, but think of think of think of the money behind it though. It's Amazon, right? Okay, right? so so if this game if this game doesn't beat the shit out of World of Warcraft, then it's, I don't it's know, a loss. I don't think I don't think we've got any developers left. Right. So here's what with, what, with what this product money, is with Amazon money. If you're telling me you guys can't make an MMO game, that that's gonna fucking destroy the universe. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Here, here's what what's included in this game. You can join forces with scores of other players. They use scores, scores of other players, which means a lot. It, it to means, form, that means they're elitists. To to form powerful companies and craftspeople, mercenaries, prospectors, and architects. You get to claim territories and leverage your domi dominate uh, dominion to con consolidate power 
and compel loyalty. Fight or survival against enemy raiders, brutal wild, uh, sorry, brutal wilderness, and gathering evil. Craft hundreds of items for magical, uh, deadly weapons or sprawling fortifications. Uh, so it seems like a, a really giant game, uh, and they're comparing it to, uh, you know, World of Warcraft. So it'd be interesting to see what the Amazon does at the game studio, and when it does come out, how much they're going to push this, because obviously they're, they own Twitch, right? So when the game comes out, they're going to have all these streamers. Uh, I'd be very surprised not to see it up at the top of the list. And, uh, and, and they probably have a lot of people. I have to, I have to agree with you, Miller. Uh, for some reason, when when a giant company like this wants to throw their hat in the ring to make an MMO game, I, I just I see every failing MMO ever made, and I just see that being one of them. Right. I mean, it, it probably is. I mean, we're better off they're saying gonna, most of the games will be. They're gonna throw money at it. They're gonna throw money at it. Okay, let's see. Make uh, the problems go away. Throw another hundred. Throw another hundred million at it. Um. This story I didn't read through early. I'm going to read it right now. Uh, Brain sent me this one. It's called Twitch is now blocked in China. Okay. After a flurry of downloads as Chinese uh, wanted to catch an Asian games esports competition, Twitch is now blocked in China. The major game streaming site is largely no longer accessible and its app has been removed from the Apple's local app store after I saw a noticeable boost in popularity last month as spotted. Uh, Twitch confirmed it was blocked in China to The Verge. Today, it didn't uh, elaborate on details. Last month, Twitch hit number three spot among free apps in China as locals in the downloading the app watch esports matches at the Asians' games. Mobile analyst firm Sensor Tower told The Verge that the downloads of the app on the week of August 27th rose 23 times higher than the previous week. During the highest of the competition, uh, state-ran broadcast CCTV choose to not air the Asian games so users had to find alternative ways to watch the competition, especially as China performed well during the event and brought back two gold medals. Although the performance was streamed uh, through the major broadcast, China's two wins were later covered by the state-run media. Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, has uh, seen a big boost in viewership this past year, especially as Epic Games' Fortnite has exploded in popularity at the top streamers Tyler Ninja. Belvis has become a bon, uh, bonfire celebrity. A bona fide bonfire, Jesus Christ. Platform's highest earning is the most watched streamer. So basically they, they banned they banned the app because of the they, they shut it down because everyone had to find and watch this media thing. So they put it on Twitch and they downloaded the Twitch app and now they blocked it they completely. Don't, they, they don't want people getting stuff out, man. So I find that I find that very interesting that they they've done that. Why they did that, I don't really know. I guess because they don't they don't want people they don't want people getting information from outside their own country. That's yeah, why. But, but oh that's true. It is China. That's it. Right. Because China control. wants to control the media. They want to control the media and then they didn't want we can't be because if they can watch if they can watch the news of their own games playing, they can watch news from anything else. They don't want Western influence. That's true. That's correct. That's true. All right, the next one is the um what the fuck internet? We got a what the fuck internet. Oh, uh, was it a good one? Yeah, we talked actually about this. Um, Is it one I sent you? It, you sent it to me, but then Dupless sent it to me also. Uh, oh, good. But I'm glad it's been going around. So this is, we talked about Halo Infinity about two weeks back. This is the, this is the Warthog. Uh, the full-fledged Warthog 
now realistic. It's the military grade size. Um, I, I, this is an actual show where they take actual game cars or ridiculous rides. It's called. So they actually did the the uh, here. We'll just fast forward the warthog. Now, can you can you say just from looking at this that Halo didn't influence people? You, you think this guy's a bit of a of a Halo fan? I, I I would think, right? I mean, but if you listen to the actual thing, he tells you how long it took him to build it and what he did to do it. He did it five and a half years. Five and a half years of labor. It's pretty badass, man. It's pretty badass. Thousands of dollars. Killed myself in the process of building it. It's a shitty welding job. I see the welding job right there in the back. It's not meant to look like that, Mike. It's meant to look like a warthog. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You but could... this is but this this is why I had this is the kind of stuff I have hope for humanity with stuff like this. I know it seems strange, but the nothing ever <laughs> surprises me the ingenuity of the human being of what we can do when we want to. No turret. What a scrub. <laughs> he doesn't have any friends, Ham. He has no, no friends. He did it all by in, himself. Listen, listen, Ham, he's in Michigan. If he goes to, like, Wisconsin or Alabama, he could put a turret on that thing and no problem. Don't, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll send you guys the link if you guys want to watch this uh, with the sound and stuff and watch it. Give it a watch. Uh, it's pretty cool. You, you can check that out uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, we are at the end of the podcast. I do appreciate you guys watching and hanging out. Uh, we're here every single Thursday or almost every single Thursday, uh, at 8 PM Eastern. You can watch us here on mixer every week. Uh, three, uh, three and still gaming and Sarge McCluskey are the hosts. Please hit that follow button on mixer. Also, please, if you're an audio listener and you're watching or listening to this on the audio podcast, hit a review, hit a rating, uh, tell us what you think about it. Good or bad. Still give us a rating. I appreciate you guys watching and listening on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and watching the past broadcasts on YouTube. Again, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, you can follow Sarge on Twitter at Sarge McCluskey. You can follow me at 30 and Still Gaming. And you can follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. It's right above. Give it a follow. Uh, if you have any stories you would like to submit, you can always hit us up on the Discord, on 30 and Still Gaming's Discord. There's a section there that says submit news stories that you can put news stories in. Thank you for Brain, Dupless, and Santos for, for giving us stories to talk about. Anybody can submit stories. So if you see a story you think we could, uh, we'd be interested to talk about, uh, hit us up on the uh, submit news stories on the Discord channel. Or... Uh, do a direct message to Jenin underscore X underscore gaming on Twitter. It's the best way to do it. Um, Sarge, what are we playing tonight? Are we playing anything? I don't know, man. Like, I think I'd like to play Battlefield 1 just for the fun of it. All right. We'll 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 play some Battlefield 1 then. Play some Battlefield 1. Um, anybody that wants to play Battlefield 1, go ahead and start downloading, uploading, <laughs> turn the machine on, be ready to play. Because uh, that's what we're going to play. We're going to be playing some Battlefield 1. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out and watching and listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next week. Take care, guys.
are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.